is the Driven Women's Guide to Love, Life, and Business. Hosted by the boss ladies Alex and Gabby. Combined, their network gathers an array of women from various industries who exemplify strength and tenacity. Their fun and positive approach to life will awaken the boss in you. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Hello, everyone. I'm Gabby. And I'm Alex. By now, I think they Everybody know our knows. We don't have to. Like, yeah. oh, I'm Gabby. On. You're Alex. I'm Alex. I'm just kidding. I don't sound like that. No, I don't. <laughs> I know. I don't know why I did that. You totally don't sound like that. If anybody, I sound the more courses, one of us. Yeah. Like, I have the strong voice. Can you here. put your phone on airplane mode? Ugh, Please. Is that I have information here. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Anyways, guys, we just, before we start the, this episode, which is amazing we're like super excited about this one especially you guys know us we're always talking about astrology we ask every every single guest like what sign they are yes oh yeah that's right we, everybody we definitely mm-hmm. do we're definitely very curious of that side of the world um but anyway so we wanted to just give you the heads up on some of the events that are coming up that some of our friends and you know ggb guests that have been in here on the podcast before they're being part of and um, if you're in Miami, there's September 28th, the Females for Profit event that Bethany Martinez has. It's a great event that if you want to get into the network and learn about business, she's going to have great speakers. So make sure to hit up Bethany Martinez. I, be- I believe is at Bethany Martinez. September 29th, we're going to be hosting Girls Gone Boss, an event at Merrick Park. Um, at Ann Taylor um, for Moms Who Monet. They're going to be talking about uh, collaboration over competition. It's going to be hosted by us. We're so excited to be there. Also, October 12th, we have the glow up, the, the full moon glow up, which we're going to get into more information today with our guests. Um, it's October 12th in Miami as well. Then we have October 19th, another event, which you're, you're excited about this one. I'm super excited about that one. We're partnering up with Time Out Market, mm-hmm. which you guys know we've had Virginia Gill here uh, as a past guest. So we're collaborating with them with an event for um, a panel. A panel, panel event, discussion. girl empowerment mm-hmm. panel. We're going to have some mimosas, perhaps. It's going to be a morning event, October 19th. And November 2nd, we're happy to uh, promote a warm gala with Sarah Kiba. Her foundation is going to be hosting a gala. More information, you go to, you can go to at Sarah Akiba, Akiba with a K. And that event's amazing. I went last year and you guys are not going to want to miss it. It's it's honestly the Met Gala yes, of Miami. It's the Met Gala mm-hmm. of Miami. You are going to have to get dressed up, guys. Yeah. And the theme is super cool. I believe it's the jungle. Yeah. Like it's like a Lion King type of theme. Ooh. Like that's where she got her inspiration from. Last I, year was Women Wear Crowns. And I want to post some uh, TBT pictures when it comes up yeah, so people so can see. You guys can go get your tickets at awom.org. And all proceeds go to her organization, AWOM Foundation. For Girls Club. For the Girls Club. Mm-hmm. You go, Sarah. Anyways, that was a lot of okay, events. Okay, put your phone on airplane mode now. That was a lot of events. Because I hear the feedback. So anyways, go ahead yes. and introduce our guest today. Okay, so today we have Valerie Mesa, which I'm super excited to have here because like we said, we always talk about astrology and science and I just need to know everything that I don't know already. Valerie, so, welcome, welcome Valerie. Valerie. Thank you guys so much for having me. I mean, I was listening to all of your events right now, like, ooh, ah, ooh, like <laughs> all of them sound so amazing. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. I love your podcast and I'm oh, such a fan you. of your vision. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Fellow podcaster. Yes. Yeah. Astrodisiac. 
It's a great name. <laughs> I love Thank it. You. Thank but yes, you. But yeah, get into like, you know, how you started becoming interested in, in the world of astrology. Oh my God. So I probably said this several times. So my friends who, who know this story are like, oh, here she goes again. But when I was moving from my childhood home to my new home, my um, where my parents still live, my mom had a big box full of books. So I kind of get this from my mom for sure and my grandma. I grew up in a very spiritual family, but she had a bunch of books from Linda Goodman, who was like an OG astrologer. And one of them was called Sex Signs. Another one was called Star Signs. But I basically picked it up and I started reading it and I found my Zodiac sign. And I saw all the different traits that I'm a Cancer and I'm a Scorpio rising. And I started you know, looking into that and I was like, oh my God, this sounds exactly like me. So I started looking at that. And then I went from there and I kind of, as horrible as it sounds, you know, I was 13 years old. I was 12 years old. I started putting like everybody into a little box, which I shouldn't do that. You know, now being an astrologer, I know that there's so much more to someone than just their sun sign. Right. Um, but that's how it all started. My grandmother watched a lot of Walter Mercado. We did a lot of Vasos de Agua. You know, we believe in La Caria del Cobre. I had my velita on for, you know, La Virgen de Regla and La Caria del Cobre for the past week or so. Um, and we just grew up, I grew up in a very spiritual family and it just went from there. I started reading more and more, studying it. And then, you know, when I got to college, I actually studied PR and marketing and I started taking courses for astrology. And just one thing led to another. I went to Telemundo and then my uh, boss over there let me do some astrology related content. And that was like the beginning. After that, it was just everything started happening one thing after another. And it's just when you do what you love, the universe just starts opening more and more doors and it just all flowed from there. Yeah. I could, wow. Yeah. My story is just, I mean, I can keep going with so word it. Wanna, so explain like astrology, like what is astrology? Because I think that people like sometimes confuse it and they don't really know what it means. Right. So they're like, oh, you're a bruja. And it's like, no, there's more to that. Right. So explain that too. So astrology is a language. Astrology, if you look at your birth chart, your birth chart is an exact screenshot of the sky the day that you were born. Now, the day that you were born, each of the planets were having different conversations with one another. Some of them were at odds with each other. Others were dancing the tango. You know, some of us have Venus very close to us. Venus is the planet of love and beauty. I know that you're a Taurus. So we are spiritual beings. And I always say that the planets are the real guardians of the galaxy because they shape us. They shape our personality. They shape even the way we look, the way that we approach others, the way we communicate. So it's it's an energy. Astrology, studying astrology is a language because it's it's like, for instance, if somebody says, you know, I don't understand Spanish. Okay, you don't understand Spanish because you don't speak that language. But it's like astrology. Astrology is a language. It's a practice. It's an ancient practice. It's, you know, been around for centuries and centuries. The Los Reyes Magos, the three wise men, they were astrologers. Um, and right, because they were following the star, exactly. right? Exactly. They knew that a very special, you know, being an entity was being born when Jesus was being born. So they went all the way, you know, to where he was to find him. So astrology has just been around for so many years. And it's just, I think it's, it's, it's a mixture of so many things. It's energy. It's recognizing what each of the planets uh, bring. Each of the zodiac archetypes have a specific meaning, a specific symbolism. Mythology is involved as well. There's just a lot to it. But if you ask somebody, you know, what is astrology? Language, for sure, because it's something that you speak with people. My rising, my planet, my this. And then it's also that perfect screenshot photograph of where the planets were exactly the moment you took your first breath. 
Wow. What does that yeah. mean exactly? Like, <laughs> Gabby's no, like, I'm just like in awe. Like, it, it, like when you were born, like it was like at a yeah. certain. Yeah. Cause the day that you were born at the exact moment you were born, for instance, I was born at 3 26 PM on July 12th. So on July 12th, the day I was born, the sun was in cancer. The moon was in cancer. Mercury was in cancer. And on the horizon was Scorpio, which is why Scorpio is my rising sign. It was the sign that was rising on the horizon. But even then, a bunch, there was a bunch of more things happening in the sky. You know, my moon was opposing Neptune, et cetera. It gets deeper and deeper. And astrology studying it realistically, it never ends. It's infinite because everybody has, and I'm sorry to keep going here. By no, all means. go ahead. We are like, I am a student right now. Okay, cool. So am I. That's the thing. With astrology, you really don't stop learning. So for instance, I... Everybody has a Mercury sign, which is the way that they communicate and the way that they understand, right? So because everybody has a different way of seeing the world and a different way of understanding and communicating, my perspective of astrology isn't going to be the same as your perspective or the same as your perspective. It's going to be something unique and authentic, which is why everybody should dabble into it because the way that you're going to see something isn't necessarily the way I'm going to see it. So it's just, it's infinite. The information just keeps going and going. If that makes sense. That does. And it also makes sense that depending on your rising and all the other factors, Mm -hmm. like for instance, two Tauruses may not be the same. You can't stereotype a Taurus. Right. Which is why so many people don't believe in astrology because they'll be nothing like their sun sign. And then they'll have a ton of personal planets in something else that's completely opposite. And they will be a Taurus. They'll be like, I'm nothing like a Taurus. Oh, I'm 100% a Taurus, yeah. though. I could feel your Taurus vibes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so it. funny. Like, yeah. I read it, I'm like, yo, that's me. Like, yeah. forget my... And the funny thing is, I don't even know what time I was born. So I can't even oh. know my rising or anything. Oh. Because my mom, she's like, I think it was at 12, but I'm not sure. I'm like, really? I need to know this. Oh, my God. Yes. Especially for to get an accurate assessment, like I a reading know. and stuff. I mean, we can look at your personal planets. But, but... isn't it on your birth certificate? Girl, I'm from Nicaragua. I don't so think she I even have, has that. She has anymore. to have that. I don't know, girl. Gabby, your mom has to have your birth certificate. If not, you wouldn't be able to have a job, a social security number. I mean, I'm legal Nothing here, guys. No, I, I am know. A that's in the United States Trust of America. Me, Trump. It's, some, it's somewhere. <laughs> no, she but we're to. good. We're good. But no, I, I have asked her, but she's like, I'm not sure. But okay, we're going to dig into my yeah. certificate mm-hmm. and then I'll get yes. back to you. Yes. But, but it depends on... But I think I'm like a true Taurus for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, see, some people definitely associate with their sun sign. So the day that you were born, the sun was in a sign. However, the moon was also in a sign. Mercury was also in a sign. And they were also making contact with other planets. So a person, let's say, who has their Mercury in Cancer, let's say Mercury was dancing with Mars, that person's going to have a Mars, like a very Marsy way of communicating. So it just keeps, you know, adding on to the plethora of celestial energies that already exists within your birth chart and energy. And, Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes it's ambiguous. So whatever, if I sound ambiguous, please... Let me know because I don't want to. No, I'm interested in like later on, hopefully you can do a small little reading on both of us and then we'll see like how accurate it is. I'm sure it is. Um, But what's interesting to me is that you have to study this. For some reason, for me, astrology was like, you just like sit next to someone and you know everything about them. Like that's my... okay. Okay. You know, like kind of like psychic. I guess you can tell us if that's like a, there's a difference between astrology and being definitely, psychic. Definitely. And it's interesting because I feel like some people are... You have your right brains and your left brains. And again, I'm not putting people into a bucket, but you have people who prefer to be more logical and uh, realistic and pragmatic. And then you have people like me, for instance, who's more right brain 
and kind of goes with the flow and feels things out. Now, I'm a clairvoyant. I am an empath. Astrology for me validates my initial intuition, what I pick up vibrationally. And a lot of times it does connect. But I've had to learn how to apply. I mean, I went to school, I went to college. So you have to learn to apply that left brain at one point in time, right? Which you guys are earth signs. So I don't think you have a problem with that, putting things in a list and you know dealing with the process. But yes, astrology is a study. It's a practice. Where, you know, you're studying the different archetypes. You're studying what each of the planets do. You're also looking at the degrees as well. Each of the signs, you know, on, on your day of birth, you were born with the sun in a certain degree. And when those, there's geometry involved as well. Those degrees make certain angles to other degrees with other planets. So it definitely is a study and a practice. However, I think that because there is a lot of mysticism involved and it is somewhat of a, I'm not going to say taboo-like thing, but it is. Nowadays, it's a lot more uh, well-known and people are getting into it. But I guess that's why there's a lot of psychic talk involved. But I don't think the two necessarily have to go together. Got that it. makes sense. Yeah. So, but you, okay, let's go back though. So you yeah. studied PR, you said? Yes, I studied communications. So how did you, I know that you worked at NBC and then uh-huh. like that kind of like propelled you to starting to doing like readings and things like that. Right. How did you turn it into a career then? Okay, so this was, this is exactly why I feel like when you do what you're meant to do, the universe, it's like, here you go. So I had been taking, that was my biggest passion. It still is. And I had been taking courses on the side. I had been working with my mentors and other experienced astrologers. And I was actually laid off from my job at NBCU. And when I was laid off from my job, I started doing more of my consultations, which I was doing on the side regularly. Sometimes I wouldn't even charge the people that would come to me with it. And then I said, you know what? If I don't love me, no one no, no one else is going to love me. And if I don't take myself seriously, no one else will. And at the end of the day, whether you're reading the tarot or you're you know, doing anything related to astrology, it's an exchange of energy. So I said, okay, I'm going to charge and I'm going to start charging for my consultations. And one thing led to another. I started with one person and I barely even, I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, I don't really advertise my services on Instagram. If you go on my website, you'll see that I do offer, I call it the gypsy cave where I offer my consultations and all that, which the gypsy stuff is like a whole other story. Um, My grandmother's side is from Spain and she always called me Gitana and just like the whole Romani culture and the walking barefoot with the bells and like the, I love all that, right? So it's very a part of who I am, which is why I called it the gypsy cave. And one thing led to another. And then I started doing, I did, um, I've worked with several bloggers who contacted me to do their baby showers, to do, like readings at their baby showers. Um, well, that's a cool idea. Yeah. Don't give me more ideas. She I'm needs go ideas for, for her my baby, baby shower. shower. Girl, I don't need any more ideas, but now I want this one. Oh my that's God. <laughs> I want I to want know that I one. didn't even do that on purpose. And I'm like, oh my God, this is actually perfect. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you guys know Nani, um, Daniela yes. Ramirez. Yeah, so yeah, I then, did. Uh-huh. She got together with her friends. Um, I met Kelly Sachs at NBCU. Um, we had her come on one time and we became friends right off the bat. She brought her abuela on board and she was like the sweetest thing ever. We became really close friends. And I started doing, you know, little events here and there and still studying, still doing, you know, my thing. And it was just nonstop. More and more things started happening and it just became my full-time gig. How amazing was that to actually do what you're passionate about full-time and get paid for it? I'm still in denial about it. I really am. I'm still in denial about it because astrology is not a job for me. It's what I love to do more than anything. I love 
dissecting the mind. I love psychology. If I wouldn't have been, you know, in realistically, the communications industry does evolve, involve a lot of psychology, even marketing and stuff like that, right? But if I wouldn't have, you know, dived into the cosmic realm, I probably would have gone down like the psychology route. And, you know, I love sitting with people and feeling them out and helping. I would assume there's a lot of psychology in, in astrology, astrology for sure. Yeah. Because it's, you know, vibing off of people's even like their their body language. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I don't like to, I'm not as um, good at that part, you know, psychoanalyzing like the, if your hands are crossed, then, you know, whatever, <laughs> which maybe I should, right? But I, uh, I'm, I'm a feeler, which can also be detrimental because since I feel so many things, sometimes my own energy is depleted right. because I take a lot of, and this sounds almost um, cheesy, but I just, I have, it, it's in my heart. I just want to help people. Let's, I don't know. And I don't, not that people need my help, but I just want to listen to them. And I want to, for me, astrology is an empowerment tool, which is why now I'm, um, I'm in the process already of uh, completing my life coach, uh, soul coach certification. And I'm incorporating and integrating that with astrology because I feel astrology saved me, not because I was in a, you know, dark place or anything like that, which everybody is once in a while, but it helped me see myself from a different lens and it helped me understand and have a sense of belonging. And I think that when people know who they are, that really is just everything you need. Knowing who you are and what you're here to do in this Because you can dissect it like that. You can be like that specific. Oh, absolutely. Really? By looking at, for instance, the nodes of the moon, I can tell you where you came from, the life you had in the past and the life you're supposed to have in this life. Absolutely. Yeah. How it comes. Wait, okay, what do I need to give you in order for you? <laughs> Damn, I need that, that time. But you know right? what? As an astrologer, see, this is also very important to take uh, into account is I can tell you, you know, you can go left or you can go right, but I'm never going to tell you, go right. You know, you shouldn't. Yeah. That's not my job. But you as a spiritual being, you have your own inner compass that needs to guide you. I can tell you what I would do, you know, where the planets are going to be that day, how it's going to benefit you. But at the end of the day, it is up to you. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes it's very spot on what people yes. tell you. Yes. So it's like, wow, how mm-hmm. did they know? Yeah. And there are, there. Are, I mean, Susan Miller is my favorite astrologer. She, her horoscopes, um, I'm actually, I used to send out monthly horoscopes in my, uh, in my newsletter, but I stopped because I'm working on another project now where it's going to be like a, well, I'm not going to talk about it until it launches, but I stopped doing my horoscopes. But what I love about Susan Miller and I do similar things is that we really go deep into the sign. I don't like horoscopes and I've had to do it because I'm a writer that are a paragraph long for the month because that's bullshit. That's nothing. You know, there's so much happening in the sky. You know, there's so many things that are going to happen. I like to really dive into the month and take you day by day you know, with everything, whether it be the new moon or the full moon or where Mercury is going to be or what happens when Venus enters Libra, which all of that actually happened today. Um, so I really like that about her. I love, she does like three to four pages of horoscopes. Wow. It's incredible. I don't do that much, you know, but I do like about a page long. Yeah. Wow. So what's one thing that we might not be doing that we should when it comes to using the stars? You know, um, I think it it goes back to what I said about really knowing yourself. I think really, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a lot of times with Cosmo and I've done it, you know, you get the horoscope and you read your crush's sign and, you know, what they're up to. And 
I think that a lot of people do like take the more superficial route as opposed to getting down into, you know, just the core of your essence as a being, because there's no such thing as another you. And I love that, you know, knowing that your moon is in one sign and knowing that your Mercury is in another and that the other planets were doing so, and that you're an earth sign that you thrive when you're able to materialize. Just knowing that about yourself, I think that is the most important part. Yeah, it's self-awareness. Absolutely. And you know what's really funny, like with those horoscopes, like on Cosmo and stuff like that, um, they all mean different things to different people. So we're all reading the same thing, but it means different things. And any, you know, any work, I feel like piece of work that's worthy of reading at the end of the day has to be open to interpretation. Right. Whether it's film, whether it's, you know, a story that you're writing, I definitely do agree with you on that. That's a really good point. Um, not to talk about Virgos, but I could really see your Virgo energy. I, I love your your questions, but just the, you have that precision. It's very, yeah. Okay, well, she's a Virgo. <laughs> I'm a Taurus. Yeah, she, I asked her right when I got, yeah, I had to ask her. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously you said it's a good dynamic between, because we're both earth signs. Of course, absolutely. Both earth signs, both, you know, your values are very similar at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you guys had also compatible rising signs, then that would take it to the next level of how compatible you guys are, which I need your time of birth. So <sighs> we'll have to wait for that. I know. But you can obviously read energy. Like like right now, like if we sit down and do like a reading, like you don't need my time, do you? I or mean, you do? I not for not for the energy reading. I mean, I typically don't read the energy. I've never done it like this in prom yeah. too. I mean, it depends what you're going to ask me, but yeah, I definitely feel a lot. I feel, I'm feeling a lot right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the moon is full today. It's a full moon in Pisces. I'm wearing my amethyst. Like it's a very, very intuitive. Have your dreams been very vivid? Were they have. Like it's Neptune. They have. It's, it's very Neptunian. The rain every time. And I said this at the full moon uh, glow up this week, which was really nice. It, towards the end of the event, it started raining and, you know, all the girls came in, they were doing the yoga under the rain and it was so magical. And I'm not just saying it because we were at the event and it was raining. No, it was really magical because seeing all, you know, the rainfall and everybody come together. Neptune is Poseidon, the god of the ocean and Neptune rules Pisces. And this full moon is in Pisces Pisces, and Neptune was sitting directly next to uh, the moon, which means it's conjunct the moon. Look at the the torrential storm. When Hurricane Irma, happened two years ago during the full moon in Pisces. Mm. There's always a big tormenta. Whenever there's a Pisces full moon, the water is just... Yeah. So there's a lot of feels and your dreams are definitely very vivid during this time. We'll talk about the glow up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The glow up is a place where people come together to really soak in the full moon magic but I also feel like speaking of self-awareness, I think it's an excellent uh, activity to just, you know, really feel out your energy, feel yourself. You mean, you're doing the yoga, you're soaking in the moon magic. And then I'm also talking about what the full moon means and how you can make the most of it. Um, so far, that was our second event and it was so, so great. The people that come out, I saw some familiar faces come out again for a second time. And it's just, it's wonderful. I know that there are a lot of astrology, I'm sorry, full moon events, but I haven't, I mean, I'm yet to see one that has the astrology component. You know, I'm really excited that I'm I love able it. To... Shout out to Suzette. Yes, she's here, by the way. Looking Susie, fabulous. Susie from Peacock PR, Suzette Cabrera. She, you know, had this vision and and when she told me about it, which funny enough, she really, she really auditioned me too to get the, the part really? for this. And I had no idea. Tough. 
tough lady. Yeah, it was really, really fun. So, you know, she wanted somebody who knew what they were talking about. So, I mean, I'm, I'm really grateful that I have this opportunity and that I'm able to really just share with everybody how they can make the most of the Yeah, I was there on the first one. It was amazing. I loved how you went like sign by sign, um, kind of like explaining what the moon would affect that sign. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. It was very cool. I kind of, yeah, I, I want to talk about just the moon phases because the moon phases are so, so important. If you work with the moon, you'll actually, it'll surprise you, especially women. We're all daughters of, of the moon. And yeah, I like to incorporate that little, what is your full moon moment? Because believe it or not, we all have a full moon moment. Even even you being um, a Taurus, you being a Virgo, you guys had a full moon moment. For Virgos, this full moon in Pisces was all about your relationships, me versus we. If you've been sa- over-sacrificing too much for other people or vice versa for Virgos. And for Taurus, this had to do with your sense of belonging, your groups, your tribe, maybe a friendship that came to an end or something that came to light within one of your friendship groups. Or maybe... Simply just feeling that sense of gratitude of, wow, I really have a group of people that I can depend on, right? And, you know, your rising sign is a way of looking at how this moon affected you as well. But yeah, I think it's a wonderful opportunity for people to come out, you know, get their witchy moon child's thing going on. And and it also incorporates yoga and other yes. cool events. Like this time you guys had Hannah. Yes. Oh my God. There was a girl doing Hannah and Melissa Adams, I believe. She actually brought her bird dragon. It was just so witchy. And then we had rupees with all, you know, the the mystical. It looked very gypsy, very bohemian. You know, the girls sat around with all the fluffy pillows and it was magical. It was really, really fun. It is fun. I'm, I can't wait for the next one, I'm which so is going to be October 12th, yes, right? Yes, October 12th. So if you're in Miami and you want to meet Valerie, meet yes. Suset and get your astrology going and just get connected to like the whole moon mm-hmm. situation. Because I honestly had no idea how impactful the moon is to us. Oh wow! But it's it's very interesting how you said that the moon obviously has so much energy that it even affects the ocean, the water. Absolutely. And we're made up of water. I love that you remember that. That's so important. Yes, yeah, so absolutely. We're made up to 60, 70% water, our human body. And when the sun opposes the moon, which is when the moon is full, the water in our body moves more freely, which is why our tears come out easier, which is why people get flushed, their emotions are on edge. You know, it's it, it's very intuitive time. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. And it's a fun time to celebrate it and then hear oh, a little yes. bit about like how it affects you personally. Yes. Yes. So it's it's, it's going to be at the Coral Gables Museum on October the 12th. And I'm really looking forward to it. I have so much fun. Amazing. October 12th. I want to I go. Yes. I want to try to make that. Do it. Else. Let's go together. Is it a weekend though? This yes, one it's a Saturday. on a Saturday. This one lands on a Saturday. And where can people like get tickets and stuff? Would it be in your link? In, in there's going to be, yes. It's okay. at thinkpeacock.com and uh, it's on Eventbrite as well. And it's also the link is going to be on my bio as well on Valerie Mess on my Instagram. Awesome. Yeah. Now let's get into the little nitty gritty. No, what do you want to get into? I want to ask more questions first. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hold I on. was going to get into the little about the love signs. Well, before that, so all of a sudden my baby started kicking like so much right now. So <gasps> oh what does God. that mean? Tell me. Oh Does my she God. think she's like intuitive right now? Because <laughs> I'm she's like, feeling <laughs> Valerie's vibes. She, yeah, I mean, she has to be. Wow, God bless her soul. I mean, because she's usually to... sleeping in the day and she's active at night. But right now, she's just punching me. You know, I'll be honest with you. I'm a Cancer. I am a daughter of the Moon. Cancer's ruled by the Moon. The Moon. The Moon is a is a symbol of motherhood. Hmm. The Moon is maternal. It is a symbol of our shadow side, of our inner worlds, of what makes us feel safe, of our sense of nurture. 
So I think it's so beautiful that, you know, we just started talking about the full moon and that you felt her kick. Yeah, it was I, when we were talking about that. That's incredible to me. I mean, the moon is a symbol. I know I, it's, I'm, it's emotional to me. I, that's so cool, <laughs> guys. I love babies. I mean, I'm such a cancer, realistically. If, if you look up like cancers, I mean, I don't think I'm a needy. And, you're, um, but you're emotional. Right? I'm super emotional. I'm super sensible. And um, I kind of just very much adapt. I mean, water, wherever you put water, it adapts, you know, to the shape. You put water in there. And that's kind of how I feel. My, I have a lot of water in my chart, but what's what's your daughter's name? Do you have a name for her? Yeah, Riley. <gasps> Riley's so beautiful. Thank my you. gosh. So she, you said she's due... 123. 123. Mm-hmm. So she's going to be in Aquarius. At the end of... That's the end of... January. At no, the no, end no. of Capricorn. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Capricorn finishes, you know, around 20th or the 21st. Right. So, and there's no such thing as a cusp. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, we say cusp a lot because it's right towards the end of mm-hmm. one sign entering another. But a lot of people feel that, you know, oh, I'm a cusp of this. Like I'm a Scorpio Sag cusp that makes me have both. No, no, because the sun was in one sign only on the day that you were born. The sun's going to be, even if it's at 29 degrees, it's going to be either in Aquarius or in Capricorn. But the 23rd, that's already going to be in Aquarius. That's beautiful. Aww. That's beautiful. Aww. Can't wait to meet her. It's, oh my God. <laughs> so, like I, I can totally imagine that feeling. I mean, that's such an amazing, and, and a girl. Yeah. I mean, you guys are going to be best friends. I, I feel, I feel that. That's something yeah. I definitely feel between the Aww. both of you. Good. That's, that's what I want. I feel like you also, and what mom doesn't, but I feel like you really just already have a relationship with her. I feel like you I guys do. talk to each other. I almost. talk to her all the yeah. time. I feel like, I, I can't describe it because before being pregnant, like I didn't really, I was never really that maternal mm-hmm. unless it was like animals. Mm-hmm. But like all of a sudden, once I got pregnant, like everything has completely changed for me. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how much I already love her. And every day oh I'm like, God. stay in my room. Don't ever come out. I'm going to project, protect you forever. Like that's how I feel, you know? I don't I want her to come out everywhere. just because of that. <laughs> I'm like, I have goosebumps everywhere. That's yeah. so beautiful. But I feel like a really deep connection with her already. Definitely. You know, Virgo's... Virgo is the sign of the healer. It's, it's funny that you said that you've never been maternal to anyone but your pets. But Virgo, the, the area of, in a chart that belongs to Virgo also belongs to pets. Virgo is waiting at the end of... She's looking. She's the woman who looks into the horizon with the piece of harvest in hand and she knows that the winter is coming. And even though the winter you know, starts in December 21st, the winter solstice... She's already gathering crops because she's preparing for the cold winters ahead. Because back in the day, our ancestors, you know, it was dark, it was freezing. They had to stay, you know, warm. They had to get everything prepared for that time. So Virgo is just, they're always preparing. They're always worrying about everybody else. You know, that is a lot of times Virgos suffer from stress and anxiety because it's just this desire to make sure that everyone's life is easier. Virgos get a bad rep a lot. But in reality, you guys are just trying to help. Where I, I feel like I'm very much like a protector. Like a protect, I protect my friends like no end. Same. No end. Same. And I, and, I, and I feel that that maternal thing as well. I feel it from you as well. And I, I definitely can relate. I'm very maternal with my friends, but you're going to be an amazing mom. I mean, I don't know what Virgo mom is an incredible. 
yes, perhaps you might be a little bit critical, more critical than I'm gonna, others. Yeah, but right? I'm going to try not to do that just because I'm, I'm self-aware of the faults of Virgo already. Well, that's, well, that's great. <laughs> and the you know controlling what? Side. The, that, we all have a yin and a yang. Yeah. You know, we all have, a, it's, it's a matter of finding that balance, which is what the full moon is about too. The sun is our conscious self, who we are here in the third dimension. The moon is who we are, you know, inside. How could you bring those both together? And the fact that you are going to have an Aquarius baby she is an air sign. She is going to be an air sign who needs her freedom. She's going to want to fly, not necessarily fly away, you know, like, oh, mom, leave. no, no, no. She just needs to. So wherever she gets cranky, for instance, you take her outside you, so she can get us that little mm-hmm. fresh air. Okay. She's an air sign. So she's going to need that air. She's not going to mm-hmm. like to feel very, and let's be honest, maybe, you know, in her chart, she has a lot of another element because the elements come to play a lot as well here. But yeah, it's good to know her sign and you know, how you're going to be able to work with her. I mean, in the future, if you want to talk about that, I'm super open to it. Oh, I'm going to call you like the day after, like the next I'm day ready. after she's born. I'm going to tell you, you she have was the born time. at this time. Exactly, you have the time. Please, <laughs> I mean, Ryan, the time. check don't, the time. Don't what, lose the certificate. What's even more funny to me is that Riley, she's already like making a cameo, which Aquarius is a sign of technology in the future. And it's a podcast and she's like kicking, hey, like yeah. hey, virtual Riley. reality, yeah. I'm here. <laughs> that is what Aquarius is all about. That's incredible. I love it. See, Aww. she's just, trying to like be part of the show yeah she is she's so cute oh my god I feel like she just her energy she's making herself well right. today yeah and today I bought um I brought her some clothes that she said she doesn't have any clothes for the baby yet so it's it was the first I, time it was the first gift the first. oh my god yeah. yeah so it just it's like surrounded around Riley today wow yeah that's yeah. definitely yeah I wonder what she's going to... Maybe she's going to have something in Pisces. Maybe she's going to have a moon in Pisces. You said she's due... 123. January 23rd. I have a calendar, an application called iLuna that I love because it tells me where the moon is going to be every single day. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) And that affects everyone, right? But that's only if she's actually born that day. If she's actually born that day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Only 20% of babies are born on their due date. Funny enough, oh, Akiti said, if, if she's point. born on that date, yeah, because you never know. I was actually supposed to be born. I was supposed to be a Leo. That didn't happen. Yeah, if she's born on that, she's going to have a moon in Capricorn. Okay. So <gasps> Capricorns are really hard workers and workaholics, right? So she'll have a little bit of that earth component. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, you guys are going to be very close. Good. I love Capricorns. They I go like really well too. with Taurus. Too. I like, oh, Some absolutely. of my best friends are Capricorns, but they're like workaholics. They are. They're very serious. You know that feeling? Okay, so... You know that feeling like on Christmas Eve where let's say it's like a really cold night, but there's just like, a, there's like a beauty to it. It's almost like, you know, you smell the Christmas tree, you smell, you're with your family and it's really cold. God, when was the last time it was cold here in Miami? But oh, bueno. There's and then you just, turn your AC really cold yeah. and you wake up. <laughs> yeah, here I am like perfect moon and Pisces moment imagining another world. But there is like such a deep mystery to Capricorns. Even Capricorn season, the the best way to describe it is that feeling on Christmas. It's just this cold, very elusive, but they're very serious and they're pragmatic and they're realistic. And it's not that they don't care; it's that they're more focused on accomplishing the finished pro, like the finished product, as opposed to Cancer, for instance, who is the yeah Cancer is the opposite sign of Capricorn. So. Yeah, we're. Do you mind getting into like each kind of like just each no kind of like traits of each? Um, because everyone listening obviously it's going to be like different signs. You guys tell me because I can be here all day talking. So I just don't want to talk. After Capricorn would be who? Because Capricorn is okay. January. January. Okay, so Aquarius would come next. You want me to go in that order? Yeah. Okay, so Aquarius is ruled by Uranus. Uranus is a planet of technology of the future. Aquarius's love to be innovative. They're very rebellious. They don't like to fall in line. They're very unconventional. 
Um, and then, uh, I mean, I can keep going to Pisces or do you want me to talk about what's happening right now for Aquarius? Or Yeah, whatever you want. Oh, okay, so I'll just talk about their personality. So yeah, they love their freedom. They're rebellious. Now, Pisces, Pisces, Pisces are so complex. Pisces has a little bit of each sign in them already. They're the last sign of the Zodiac. They are the sign that dissolves all boundaries. Imagine Pisces is the sign, the last sign in the Zodiac. So it's like graduation. Pisces is the 12th sign. And then after Pisces comes Aries. So they are the sign that is almost, they're entering another dimension. They're very in tune with the universal realm. They're very spiritual. They're very artistic and mystical. Pisces is such a complex sign. Now, Aries, Aries is ruled by Mars. Mars is the planet of desire, of sex, of action, of war, which is why Aries are so hot-headed and impulsive. Do you know any Aries? Yes, I do, actually. They're very impatient. Um, You know, they're always on go mode. They need to stay active because they're ruled by Mars and Mars is fire. Mars is aggression. If they don't have a place to let that steam out, you know, they get stressed out or they get upset for nothing. And then you have Taurus, which... Taurus is actually one of my favorite signs. It's ruled by the goddess of love and beauty, Venus. Taurus is sensual. They love to indulge in the pleasures of life, whether it be shopping, you know, and enjoying the finer things or enjoying a delicious piece of cake. And, uh, you <sighs> Unfortunately, know, appre- we love a lot of cake. <laughs> appreciating, you know, everything. Tauruses are so about the aesthetics. They love to surround themselves with beauty, but they're also so dependable. And, you know, they're really ride or die in that sense. Uh, Gemini. Gemini is ruled by Mercury. Mercury is a planet of communication of the mind. Geminis aren't two-faced. I love Geminis too. I mean, I love everything about it. I think sign. that's the misconception, right? That they always think like, oh, Geminis two different personalities. Percent. Yeah. If anything, they're just multifaceted beings. They are constantly collecting information that's you know happening all around them. And they're talking to themselves even. And they're talking to other people at the same time. They They have a message to give and they want to know the message that you have, you know, right back. It's not emotional. It's not, they just want to learn and they want to keep, you know, that flow going. And then you have cancer, which is ruled by the moon, very intuitive, very shy, even emotional, um, very, very, it looks, it looks like sometimes I feel like, I almost feel like cancer, they have like the inverted bones almost because we have a very tough exterior but then, you know, internally, we're just mashed potatoes, realistically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, a lot of cancers, I mean, cancer is the matriarch. It's the mother. It's the, the if, you, if you are a cancer and you're listening, or if you know any cancers, a lot of us are the mom friend, kind of. It's very cancer-like. But, you know, there's a lot more to each sign. Then you have Leo. Leo's ruled by the sun. The sun is a symbol of the ego, of your inner child, of vitality. I mean, you look at Jennifer Lopez, who was born with her son, and rising in Leo. And she's just a celebration at all times. Like you don't look at JLo and she doesn't have, she always has that glow. She has the sun. She's like sun-kissed because she's a daughter of the sun. Right? And they're strong, Leos, right? Very strong. My they're, mom's a Leo. Oh, okay. And you're you're a Taurus. So that's that butthead because you guys are both fixed signs. So you guys are both fixed on your ways. Right. And But we're like, we're like each other's like, people. You know what I mean? At the same time, I go hard for my mom. I protect her. Anybody says anything, I'm like ready to kill people. Oh my God. Anything she needs. Like, so it's crazy. Like, but our dynamic has changed as I, as I've gotten older Uh because I understand her and I appreciate her. But Uh yeah, when I was younger, we would clash because I wanted it one way. She wanted it the other way. And we are very strong, like hard headed people. Similar with me. My mom is a Leo as well. And 
I feel that Leo moms are the best moms. I mean, they're fiercely protective of their cubs. I always say that. Think of like a lion in the jungle. Um, and I always said to my mom, you know, you're the sun and I'm the moon. Like we're so different, but I make everything you just said, I totally agree with you on that. Um, but yeah, Leo is a sign of the child. They're very playful. They're outgoing, but don't hurt their ego. You know, they have a lot of pride. You know, they care a lot about that, which is just part of it comes with the turf. Then you have Virgo, the sign of the mind. It's an earth sign. It, it really enjoys the process of the situation, of what it takes to create a masterpiece, the details, the steps, the intricacies. Um, it's the sign of health, of routine. They're also very dependable and they're very... But, you know, a lot of people, like I said, they get upset with the whole, I'm being judged by a Virgo. But in reality, they're just trying to make your life easier and they're not going to lie to you. They're going to tell you to your face what you're doing wrong, right? Yeah. And then you have Libra, which is also similar to Taurus, ruled by Venus, with the exception that Libra is an air sign and Taurus is an earth sign. Libra really thrives in social interactions where they can express themselves and hear your opinion and give their opinion. And they love mingling. They're diplomats. They don't like confrontation. They don't want to... But they also want to hear... You know, they like to... The mental tennis, the banter, because they want to hear your opinion. And then, you know, they'll, oh, <laughs> they'll <yeah>. ask you. <laughs> yeah, but oh, Libras yeah. are like super calm and collected. But what? what no, but wait, 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 wait. <laughs> but they kind of internalize it. And then when they're, they've had it, they turn into crazy people. Yeah. I know some Libras like that. Yeah. Right? I mean, See, isn't is that not, a trait? Oh, yeah. Libra women, <laughs> especially. Like, no offense to the Libra girls out yeah, there, no you know? I, my aunt is a Libra and she's my best friend. I love my aunt to death. But we all tell her all the time, super moody. Libras are super moody. That's a fact. Um, because they're indecisive, you know? And then what happens is Libra, like I said, they're ruled by Venus. You know the Venus glyph, yeah. the symbol? That's Aphrodite's hand mirror. This doesn't happen to Taurus as much as it happens to Libras. Now, Libras are constantly mirroring people. It's not that they don't have their own identity. It's that they find themselves through others. Oh my God, that's so true. So they're constantly mirroring people and people's reactions make them question their own. And then they get into this like deep self-analysis and then they're like, I don't know whether I want potato chips or fries. Like it's like a constant, <laughs> you know, it's a back and forth. And then you have Scorpio. I love, I mean, I love everything about each sign. There's something about each sign that I love and I love, love Scorpio. So Scorpio is ruled by Pluto, the god of the underworld, of death, of transformation. It's very mystical. It's the sign of the shaman. It's the sign of witchcraft, of sex, of taboo. Scorpios are smoldering. You know, they're intense. They're very mysterious, but they're deeply, deeply loyal as one. They're deeply protective of themselves. Um, I mean, this is a whole other conversation with Scorpios. Sagittarius. <laughs> Scorpios are like, hey, Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, which is Zeus in mythology. And Sagittarius are so outgoing. They like to live life to the fullest. They're spontaneous. They, they have FOMO. If you don't take a Sag with you somewhere and they get to see what's happening, they're like, oh my God. You know, I, they go, they have like a bag in their car to just always be Yeah, on they're the adventurous. Go. Super adventurous. I love Sagittarius. And they love to learn. They're know-it-alls. You know, they know everything. They'll tell you anything about any religion, any philosophy. And then you have Capricorn, the workaholic, the pragmatic, the father of the Zodiac, realistically. That's why they say that Cancer is the mother. Capricorn's the father, ruled by Saturn, you know, very serious, very somber. They almost look sad sometimes even, but it's not that they're sad. They're just kind of focused on what it is that they have to do. They don't like nonsense. They're very conservative as well. 
Um, and then Aquarius, which no, we got. You're done. We did all of them. No, you know what's funny that I don't know why, but when I meet people, just by like a little conversation, I could tell their sign. Oh no, for sure. For sure. I'm really good at it too. But then the more you learn, the more you're like, oh my God, I don't want to guess the sign because if I guess that it's this sign, maybe it's their rising sign talking right. to me or their mercury. That's what happens to me now. So yeah. I get like scared to guess the sign. It's so funny. I was watching um, a video for Billie Eilish. You guys know. I love her. Love her, right? And she was talking about, it was for Glamour, and she was talking about how she hates being exclusive with anybody. I'm not going to be exclusive. That's not my thing. I was like, oh my God, Billie must be a Sagittarius. <laughs> and she boom. Is. She is. She's a yeah. Sag. And she's a rising Pisces. And notice she has a song called Ocean Eyes. Aww. And her eyes look beautiful. Like, you know, believe it or not, I know she's a, she's a Pisces rising, but her eyes as well give me vibes of Aquarius because Aquarius is so galactic and 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 far out that a lot of times people who have Aquarius, you know, Ellen DeGeneres, she's yes. an Aquarius. Her, her eyes, are eyes, you can tell it's icy. They're icy. Um, and Billy has that similar, but Billy's eyes are a little somber, a little sadder in a way. Um, so Ocean Eyes is her Pisces rising coming yeah. through. But you're so right about Saj. It was so funny. I, I was like, oh my God, I'm so good. Oh my, no, yeah. Plus I, I kind of like met one and I was like, okay, yeah. I already know. <laughs> Man, about that life. Yeah. Oh, but no, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. You yeah. know, everyone has their... But speaking of that, I want to know about yeah. love relationship compatibility mm-hmm. between signs. Okay. Which signs would go the best? Who should I be looking for? I'm the single one here. You already stuck with a Libra, girl. <laughs> <laughs> stuck with a Libra. So I think that if you... like. If you want to just base it off of your sun sign, I think that water signs and earth signs would be good for you. So water signs being Aquarius? Water signs are... No, Aquarius no. is actually an air sign. Air. And okay. you know, I get it because Aquarius is holding on to the... To the, the water the vase jug with, thing. With, with all the prosperity and the wisdom, but it's, it's technically an air sign, right? Which is why they're so detached emotionally. Earth signs are realistic, but you want an emotional person. You want somebody yes. to... Tauruses are possessive. Yes. You know, you want to possess them. Taurus lives on the same axis as Scorpio. So you guys have that in common, that possessiveness, right? So you should definitely go for a Cancer Scorpio or a Pisces. Oh, really? Write it down, Gabby. My Pisces, I had the, one of the love of my life with Pisces, but he was crazy. Sorry, love of my life back in the day. No, it's but, okay. My boyfriend's a Pisces and I don't even know how we've been together for four years. Yeah, they need a lot of swimming. validation. Like he wanted to yes. know that I loved him all the damn time. I was like, honey. Oh like, my God, yes. I'm a Taurus. I'm loyal to the death. I don't need mm-hmm. to tell you every it's other true. day. Tauruses are very loyal. But he was too needy. Mm-hmm. Some of them Some of them are. And, and again, those are the unevolved Pisces. Right. You know, just like unevolved cancers are like... I can never leave my house. You know, everyone hates me and I'm going to stay. And I love being home. I'm a total homebody. But, you know, you need to kind of get out and get some fresh air. You don't want to be too extreme. But that is like a superficial, uh, super superficial thing for me to say is like, yes, you know, Gabby, go for earth signs and go for water signs because I would want to see, you know, your rising sign. I'd want to see what your Mars sign is, which we could see today with just looking at your personal planets. Even though we don't know your time, I could still see your personal planets. Okay. See someone whose Venus or Mars is compatible with your Venus and Mars because when Venus and Mars meet, that's Mm -hmm. that's it. And Sagittarius wouldn't work, right? Maybe you're a rising Sagittarius. Maybe you're a rising Leo (laughs) and maybe it does work out for you. It's true. Because I feel like Tauruses are more about like being in relationships Mm -hmm. and being committed and that sign is not. So I would assume... I feel like Sagittarius is cuando le conviene, like when it's good for them, you know, because Sagittarius is always on the go. So they kind of like want someone who 
keeps them on their toes, isn't, you know, pressure. They barely look at their phone. You know, they're not texters. They're not people to be, you know. They rather talk on the phone. And see you in person. They're very just about the bigger picture, you know, which sometimes gets a little bit. Mm -hmm. And they, they overindulge, whether it be, you know, partying or traveling or sometimes they lose, you know, sight of things. So you never know. Maybe you have fire in you, you know, or air. And so maybe, I need to focus on water signs. Yeah. Especially okay. if you if you feel that, you know, that you want them to be emotional with you and but then you don't want them to be like Pisces either. That's too much. So cancer, believe it or not, wouldn't be bad. They'll cook for you, that's for sure. <laughs> that's a plus, yes. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely want to chef anybody that is a chef, no matter the sign. Yeah. All good. Probably a cancer for sure. <laughs> I would vote cancer for you. Not just because I'm a cancer, but I, I mean that. I think you get Taurus and Cancer are in bad together and Scorpio too. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Do you have any question on your no dynamic? No, because we talked about it a little bit off air, you yeah. know. So no, I don't. It's so how can can the same sign? But so the same signs don't necessarily exhibit the same traits only because of where the moon and the planets were aligned. Correct. That's what we learned today. Right. So okay. you can be the same. As you could be a Virgo and your friend could be a Virgo, but you guys have different personal planets, then right. you're going to be different. So right? then, with compatibility, mm-hmm. it all like it can be any sign with any sign because it all just depends on that. Exactly. Huh, which so is tricky. why people, I didn't understand that. Which is why people <laughs> don't believe in astrology. You know, they read right. stuff about their sign and they're like, "This doesn't sound like me." Of course, you're looking at a superficial side of it. You're you're looking. Horoscopes are marketing. I mean, I could sit here and according to what's, you know, in the sign, and I do it because I write horoscopes. And sometimes I'm like, oh my God, you know, which is why I say make sure that you read your rising sign too, because I don't want to just give them, you know, that it is, it could be somewhat accurate, but it, it'd still be a little bit of ambigu- you know, ambiguity. Mm, you're a good that? student, girl. No, I didn't. Well, I also like read about this stuff a little bit more, have books. <laughs> the Virgo undercover reading. Yeah. I love reading. Virgos love to read too. Yeah. Yeah. I love reading. I like audiobooks. <laughs> I like audiobooks too. I like I like learning at all times. I'm always I'm always reading a different book. Because I'm I feel like I'm always multitasking. So an audiobook is just better for me. Yeah. If not, I have to sit down and actually You might have Sag in you. Really? Maybe that's why I keep talking about Sag. I don't know. I kind of feel it. I feel like you have fire in you. I can't she wait. I want to see it. Do have sure. fire in you. Yeah, and fire not in a not good in a way, way to, yeah. to to express to create. Fire is a symbol of fertility. It's creation. It's. I it's, definitely hope I'm fertile. It's intuitive. <laughs> it's intuitive, and not in the, in the same way that water's intuitive. Where like you know you sit there and you get a vibe. More, I was like, no, I'm going to take that chance. And I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'm like that. You know, I can I can see that. Maybe you yeah. have Aries in you too. Hmm. <sighs> I'm going to have to pick my mom's brain again. Um, no, but I, what other services aside from like, you know, do you oh, okay. provide so, so those listening if they want to like contact you? Do you do things like with people outside of Florida? I thought, oh Miami, my God, yes. Time, right? Oh yeah, I have, I have clients. I mean, I have one that lives, I have several that live in the UK that contact me. They call me through Skype. So I do whatever, obviously. I mean, I have people that I even meet with as well. It really all depends, but a lot of times I do stuff over the phone. So I have, you know, my astrology services where the first uh, meeting, I typically always uh, recommend doing the full 
I call it the cosmic breakdown because I go through your whole birth chart. But there are people who contact me who don't care to know about themselves, right? They just want to know about what's happening right now, which is what I refer to as a cosmic uh, catch up. What's happening right now? Let's catch up on what's happening, you know, in terms of your professional life, in terms of your love life, et cetera, et cetera. They send me their time of birth. You know, I sit down, I analyze everything and I, you know, prepare for our call, which is where we talk about everything. And then I have clients that, you know, I refer to them as, um, I'm sorry, I call them it's kind of like it's, it turns into like a coaching um, because I'm integrating the life coaching thing with them. And, you know, we go back and forth with our discussion. And, you know, I have everything that we discuss in our previous uh, consultation and we just keep going deeper. And there's always more things that come out of it. It really depends on what you want to do. Right. So the coaching part would be like to put in, implement like tools. Exactly. To, to live your best thing. life, right? right? To feel to feel good about yourself, to, you know, depending what's happening in the sky, the current transits, if you're thinking about making an investment or taking a leap of faith, etc. You know, preparing mentally, spiritually, etc. Yeah. So there, listeners, yeah. if you want to get in contact and want to do a reading or mm-hmm. anything in specific, mm-hmm. they can go to you at your website? Yes, ValerieMessa.com. I mean, everything's on my Instagram. My link tree has all the different links. Um, you know, I have my articles there that I write. I write for Elite Daily. I write for Butches. Um, I contribute to Broadly and Vice, which now it's just Vice. Um, so yeah, whatever questions they have, they can just check out my Instagram mm-hmm, and go from Don't. there. Yeah. I definitely want to do a little mini reading. Yeah. But do I really need the time? I mean, I'm going to put noon because that's like the basic... Uh, I had to take this off. That's the basic uh, time when I just want to see your personal planets. Okay. So we're going to be able to see more or less unless you were born with the moon at like 29 degrees and it's really going to be tricky because maybe if you were born at one hour like later, then you would have had a different moon. But I can see your personal planets because some planets take two months to move. I'm sorry, a few weeks or months to move. So I'm going to be able to to see. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we can do it now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I definitely want... Everybody that listens and knows me and Alex, I definitely want to go into like the love department. Like what's going on there? (laughs) Alex Moji laughs I mean, I'm not going to... I can tell you about your style. Okay. You know, your seduction style and the people that you'd be good with. But because I don't have your exact time of birth, I can't tell you like what's happening in the oh, love department, you know? Oh, damn it. I'm I telling mean, you, your mom has your, pa- your passport. Your I, birth can somewhere. I can definitely, because I know, because okay. I know what's happening in the sky, I can kind of, you know, make some assessments for yeah, myself. Yeah, or like if something's going to happen that I should be ready for. But it's not as <laughs> accurate. AKA a good man. <laughs> <laughs> you said you were born in Nicaragua, right? Yes. Managua. Guys, this is a live... Well, it's not live anymore if you're listening to it. But we're doing a mini reading. When's your birthday? April 23rd, 1980. This is what you would do if you call Miss Valerie. Yes. Okay, April 23rd, 423, 1980. Managua, Nicaragua. I'm going to put noon. Okay. And I'm going to show you exactly what... There's the fire. And my Sagittarius. There's the Mercury and Aries. You have a moon in Leo. I know. You know. I there think I do. Look how look how interesting <laughs> this is. I'm going to show uh, Gabby her. Her. What is this called? The moon chart? Or? This is your... This is an exact screenshot of the sky the day that you were born. Wow. I'm going to move the microphone here so I could... How cool. So if you were in fact born at 12 p.m., which we know we don't know, I put that as a default time, you would have been a cancer rising. 
But on the day that you were born, the moon was in Leo. You also have Mars in Leo. Oh. So So I'm Leo, girl. And the element that rules you, that dominates you is fire. So you do like to, which is what I was telling you, you have fire. You like to take chances and you like to go for things and you're expressive and passionate and sexual and fun and outgoing and yeah, full of pizzazz, full of life. Oh, and you have Uranus in in Scorpio, which is why you are definitely intrigued by all things taboo and all things related to mysticism and spirituality. And it's something, it's something that you can't help but be attracted to. Now, if we knew your exact time of birth, I'd be able to know where these planets are in the chart, which house they're in, etc. Now you have a Mercury in Aries. When you were born, Mercury was in Aries. Mercury is a planet of communication, of thought process. So you're impulsive when you talk. You speak, you go, you, you're great at memorizing things, but you forget just as fast even as well. You're, you know, great with coming up with ideas, brainstorming, great at debating. I mean, you're a Taurus with a Mercury and Aries. <laughs> That's like, nobody's going nobody's gonna to win in an argument with you for sure. <laughs> that I should change, huh? Um, <laughs> and I, oh, look, I have this like you two as well, Venus and Gemini. Okay, so what kind of man are you attracted to? First of all, your seduction. The wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Alex. <laughs> your your seduction style has a lot to do with your sparkling personality. You are a person that, you know, it obviously it, it always goes deeper than your looks and your beauty, right? As a Taurus woman, it for you having Venus and Gemini means that you notice in your girlfriends, in people you're surrounded with, brains are very uh attractive to you. Yes. Intelligence is very attractive to you. But that is also part of your seduction style, the way you speak, the way you communicate. Um, that is something that, you know, can turn someone on. You People with their Venus and Gemini just have that about them. Now, if we want to, you know, make it sexy, right? Now, with a Mars and Leo, you're attracted to, are you attracted to performers and artists and people who, a man's man, someone who everybody is, because Leo like, is... Like, definitely, I like leaders. There you go. So Leo is a leader. whatever field they're in. Okay. Leo is a leader. Leo is outgoing. They're confident. You like a man who's going to worship you practically with roses and woo you and give you all of that, you know, love and attention, which Leos love that too. Very passionate, very, you know, having that animalistic nature, that cuddlers even you're attracted to because you have your Mars and Leo. So going for, have you ever dated a Leo? I have. How did it go? Not that good, but he was very much like that strong, like go-getter. He was like very, he was thriving his career. Like he was a leader, like he had a plan. I like that. Okay. And he was like aggressive, like not in a bad way, but more like a I leader. know what you mean. Yeah. Like the, they're not afraid to take control. Yeah. They're not afraid to take uh, action. Hmm. I just noticed something here. So I can see, <laughs> so I could see nothing bad at all. I don't, <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. You no, see I, my face? I'm like, yeah, no, no, I don't want to at all. This is super fun. Okay. So I, again, we don't have her time of birth, but because the personal planets don't change typically, except for the moon and you have it at 21 degrees, you were born with Mars squaring Uranus. Now, what does that mean? Uranus is the planet of revolution, of freedom, of the way that you rebel, Right. 
you rebel in your relationships. Do you do do you purposely almost even I'm not going to use the word sabotage, but do you purposely sometimes like test them like, well, I'm going to put you in this position and we're going to see what happens next. I'm definitely a brat. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Not even a brat. brat. (laughs) I I super do that, which is I have Scorpio in me, too. So I super see this. So imagine you have your Mars and Leo, which is the way you take action, which is the way you assert yourself. You know, you are confident in the way that you assert yourself, the way that you do take action. But then you have Uranus in Scorpio. Both of these signs are fixed. So Uranus and Mars were both kind of like looking at each other in the sky, like at odds, challenging each other. So what happens with this is that sometimes in your relationships, either they don't give you the space that you need or they, the person that you're with, you probably will be attracted to someone that wants too much space. So like the freedom, it's either like you're smothering me or I'm smothering you. Like, does that happen to you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. That's like a very ambiguous way of saying it. Yeah. It's kind of like either I'm in a situation where I like them a little bit more or vice versa. And I'm like, "Ah, I don't know about him. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. So that's the space thing that you're talking about. Right. And in that dance where it doesn't kind of sink. Right. And I feel like you have a, just like a very, you're very, very strong, very strong. And you have a, a lot of strength and, um, just like willpower and and you have your own, you could start your own revolution if that makes sense, you know, within your relationships. So then when you are attracted to somebody, taking that into consideration and knowing that you need that space for yourself is very important. Just because like you said, that Pisces was was too needy. Um, and, and, you know, again, not to make it personal, right? And this is like, so, oh, and something else you have... You, you're, you're, you're also very romantic too. You have a very romantic side to you as well. Very, I'm not going to say hope is romantic, but you do have that compassionate nature where, you know, like Prince Charming and, you know, do you like that stuff yes, as well? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I, I can keep going here with very little bit that I have, but it's still very general. So basically uh, you kind of hit it like head on. Like, did I? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry if I made it personal here. I just no, wanna... no, it's fine. I mean, okay. It's- Still very surfacey. Okay, nobody's cool, gonna cool. know the real. Yeah, dirt. yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we all have a Uranus. We all have a Saturn. We all. I mean, but it's so cool that you can actually just plug it in there, and then all of that comes out. Yes. Wow. Yes. So, um, guys, if you want your own reading, hit up Valerie. Um, just what you told me—it's pretty on point. I, I feel like maybe I need to use that more because sometimes I do doubt myself. Uh huh. So in about career, the yeah, stuff. and the career, and like what's next, and you get intuitive insight sporadically. It kind of comes through like like lightning bolts sometimes when you take initiative and you do things because of that Mars Uranus energy, and because your Uranus is in Scorpio, it's important to listen to that intuition. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes you're gonna, you know, being a Taurus, you need to see to believe, and sometimes you doubt yourself, right? But I don't know. I I always say this to my clients and to people, your intuition, who you are at your core, it speaks so much louder than anything else. What anyone else tells you. I mean, look at her not getting on the plane. Yeah. You, you don't want to go somewhere, even if it has to, because having Mars and Leo, your ego, right? Everybody cares about their ego. We don't want to look bad. We don't know this, but forget about that. You need to listen to that intuition for sure. For well sure, do. for sure. Well do. This is awesome. Oh. Thank you for everyone listening because I know that this is, um, it was our reading, but you can get a chance to do this yourself. <laughs> By if you contact Valerie and you yes. can be anywhere in the world. There's people that listen to us from like South Africa. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. Shout out to all of our listeners in South Africa. Wow, we have shout from, out all, to from them. all over the yeah, world. Everywhere. So um anybody that's interested, again, tell them where they can contact you. Uh, you can email me at info at ValerieMessa.com or you can follow me on Instagram at Valerie Messa. And my website is ValerieMessa.com too. 
And we will put all that information yes. in the yeah. description. But thank you so much. No, this thank amazing. you. The pleasure is all mine. I'm I'm so happy to be here with you guys. I'm such a big fan and and I'm really appreciative and I feel really grateful. This is the best full moon moment ever. Right? Amazing. Yeah, I'm really and happy. And remember the glow up. It's October 12th. October if you're in Miami. 12th at the Coral Gables Museum. Exactly. Thank you so much. And thanks thank for listening. You. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Hosted by Alex and Gabby. I love you guys. Oh, yeah.